Welcome to Feminine, the podcast dedicated to the feminine lens on mental health, the healing arts, and spirituality. My name is Priscilla Alexandra Hine, and I am a licensed practitioner of the healing arts and licensed clinical social worker in the state of California. Happy New Moon in Sagittarius, my lovely, quirky, passionate, unconventional listeners. Thanks for being here with me today. This is our New Moon episode where we are planting seeds of intention surrounding sexuality, hoping to create a new foundation of healthy sex in the conscious realm through a digital platform. Sagittarius is a fire sign and it heats up winter for us. No coincidence, fire is certainly the element of passion and sexuality and seduction when left unchecked. Sagittarius allows us to remember um, to stay passionate and to be mindful about our passions. Sagittarius is ruled by the planet Jupiter. Jupiter happens to be the largest planet in our galaxy, and it has 79 moons and is the fourth brightest object in space, according to NASA. Jupiter does not have any solid surface and is a giant ball of gas, but NASA thinks that it may have a solid inner core about the size of the Earth somewhere. That's pretty cool. Uh, Jupiter is similar to a star, but it never got big enough to start burning. Isn't that fascinating? But Venus, the moon, and the sun are the other brighter objects in, um, in the galaxy. Of course Venus is. You know how much I love her. <laughs> I want to open up this episode by first dedicating it to a few people and that is uh, all of the very dear friends that I met many years ago when I was working at a lovely nonprofit in Philadelphia at the time. It was called Action AIDS. Now it is called Action Wellness. I, ha- I met some of the greatest friends of my life there who love me uh, to this day unconditionally and support me in my journey, in my sexuality, in my understanding of my um freedom from uh, being harmed through religion in that space. And I'm very grateful for each of you. Thank you so much for loving me throughout these years and for being such wonderful human beings. I also want to dedicate this episode to the LGBTQ 
IA plus community. This community is one of the most gentle and tender communities that I have ever been able to experience friendship with. All of my incredible friends that I have um, journeyed with in this life that identify as members of that community matter a great deal to me. I love you very much. Without this community, we would not have a safe space to talk about sex and sexuality. And it is the LGBTQIA plus community that continues to pave the way for us in understanding safety within our own bodies and um how to respect the bodies of other people and how they give and receive pleasure. And lastly, I would like to acknowledge a beautiful, amazing woman who passed away several years ago. Her name is Tammy Faye Baker. And Tammy Faye Baker is this interesting, well, was um, her, uh, you know, you know, rest in peace, Tammy. You know how much I've always really adored you. Uh, she was this really interesting femme and was so sensitive. And femme in the context of she was not identifying as a lesbian. I use femme in a unique context um, because I feel as though we have to start branching out a little bit in, in um, identifying that version of sexuality. But Tammy Faye Baker was this amazing femme who... Um, was in the church and led these very controversial dialogues on this television channel called Trinity Broadcasting Network, TBN. Back in the day, it was this hub of Christianity and was really um, just very misogynistic and ruled by greedy um, and angry men who like to use religion to dominate and take control and not um, seek forgiveness for their wrongs. Well, Tammy Faye Baker had these um, <laughs> extensive <laughs> eyelashes that were just really massive and a tattooed eyeliner and eyebrows and her lips were completely outlined with um, really lovely red shades and her hair was always, um, you know, quaffed in the most appropriate manner. And she would hold space for people to talk about sex and to talk about sexuality. And she was a very big advocate for the LGBTQA plus community and actually spoke out against um, sociological shaming of individuals who were um, considered unholy on and or undeserving of care and love because they may have been a member of the LGBTQIA plus community and had gotten sick um, during the late uh, mid to late 80s and early 90s. So Tammy Faye Baker really paved a way for the church to uh, stop thinking that they knew everything about sex and actually started to acknowledge that the church was uh, violating this sacred space and had nothing as far as their understanding of what really um, that looks like and what that means. She was super radical and just uh, a really special human being. And she passed away from cancer a handful of years ago. And in her effort to make the world a better place, she had attempted to contact many different people who claimed to love her at one point, um, who had built multi-million dollar businesses with her 
at one point, whom she represented and was the face of at one point, and unfortunately was exploited and taken advantage of um, by a lot of uh, the similar behavior of, you know, really men in the church. And um, none of them ever wanted to have a follow-up dialogue with her before she passed away. And for me, this is just another indication of a woman um, having the courage and the audacity to do the work of Jesus, because a lot of men seem to not know what that means. Um, feminine doesn't exist to shame to shame masculinity in any regard, but it does exist to recognize that uh, women are the shit, and people who are unafraid of masculine and feminine energies, like the LGBTQIA plus community members, are the shit. So listen up, because it's really important to recognize these members are helping save your life. You may not know it yet. So throughout this episode, as we plant new seeds of sexuality, I'm just going to go through this list of identifying uh, what is sex, what it's not, what it looks like when it's healthy, what it looks like when it's not healthy, um, how you should experience sex, um, if you have not had healthy sex, what to do, the role capitalism has played in sex, and uh, what is trust. And that's going to really be the underbelly um, of this and of this dialogue. And toward the end, we're going to I'll provide you some resources to help you navigate the complexities of something that should really be very simple and basic. So to start off, this is um, what sex is. Sex is personal. Sex is an energy. Sex is a heightened state of awareness. Sex is an external and internal expression of self. Sex is an agreed upon consensual act of physical pleasure. Sex is an opportunity for alignment and energetic readjustment. Sex is a cortisol flush, cortisol being the stress hormone released by the adrenal glands, which sit on top of the kidneys and remain responsible because they are overtaxed in our society for uh, the number one reason uh, behind anxiety and hormone imbalance. Sex is a cortisol flush of the bloodstream and allows for relaxation. Sex is stimulating the body, touching the body, and allowing the body to feel good. Sex is a reflection of the energetic connection an individual has with another individual, unless it has been agreed upon to be a physical exchange for the sake of sacral and root chakra relief. Sacral and root chakras manifest in the lower appendages of the body. The root chakra is located uh, in the, uh, the very base of your... Um, I can't remember the exact term for the bone, but at the bottom half of your pelvic floor, where your, your tailbone, excuse me, that is your root chakra, and it anchors you to the ground. Above this, you have your sacral chakra, and this is where you have your sex organs, your genitals. Oftentimes, um, many people get stuck in the notion that sex is just an activation of the sacral and root chakra, and I am here to let you know that that is limited sex. 
because sex should ideally that energy should go up not just at the base which is the root chakra then activate the sacral chakra because you should be grounded in your sex so you want to be rooted in that space and then you travel upward to the sacral chakra where it stimulates you in a desirable passionate way that's kind of that Sagittarius energy this fire like I really have a desire a longing to feel what I'm feeling in my body with this person or to alleviate this energy or to explore this energy. And then it continues to travel up and it goes to the solar plexus and that's right above the belly button. So the solar plexus is this energy space of digestion and understanding what's happening with this energy. Then after that, it travels up to the heart this is an energy space where we feel on an emotional level what's happening with this energy. Then ideally it should go up to the throat. This is an energy space where we want to communicate what is going on with this energy in our body. Then this energy should go all the way up to our third eye, which is right in between our, our eyebrows, right in the middle of our forehead. This is where you get anointed with a cross on Ash Wednesday um, or where there is a bindi if you are of Hindu tradition. This is your third eye chakra. The sex energy should go all the way up to that third eye space to where you begin to become a more conscious and aware human being because the energy has started to permeate your entire understanding of who you are. Then above that, you want to go ding, 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 crown chakra. And that is the overall conscious energy that guides the human being. Sex, my friends, if you only know it in your root and sacral chakra, you are missing out. You are really limited in your understanding of sex and how delicious it can be and how magnitude or um, how massive it is and the magnitude of the energy when you allow it to cleanse and purge your entire body. Sex energy is magic. If you can exercise self-control accordingly. So that is what sex is. Here is what sex is not. Sex is not love. Sex is not gender. Sex is not money. Sex is not control. Sex is not genitalia. Sex is not loneliness. Sex is not a mind game. Sex is not a competition. Sex is not an emotional high. Sex is not forced. Sex is not a pathway to self-discovery. Sex is not one particular style or expression. Sex is not an opportunity to conquer a person. Sex is not a medicine that alleviates an emotional wound. Unless it is the missing piece in a dynamic between two individuals who have established a strong foundation of trust. I'd like to read from you some song lyrics from uh, Arcade Fire. And uh, 
I believe that these will really help you understand the dynamic at play. Those cool kids stuck in the past in a world of cigarette ash. Where are you going? Who did you ask? Looking for signs of life. Looking for signs every night. But there's no signs of life. So we do it again. Looking for signs of life. Looking for signs every night. But there's no signs of life. So we do it again. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Love is hard. Sex is easy. God in heaven, could you please me? You think you invented life. You find it hard to define. But you do it again. Every time. Then you do it again. Signs of Life by Arcade Fire. There's this understanding and this recognition that sex has a incredibly potent energy behind it. And that desire that exists behind sex can really be used as a tool to navigate what is healthy and what is unhealthy, depending on your experience and your background. However, there's a lot more to life than that. We are very obsessed with sex in our culture, and we think that it is pretty much all that matters. And that is inaccurate. <laughs> um, if all that mattered was sex, then uh, we would be able to do nothing but sit around and um, eat uh, lavishly um, and never have to move and do uh, all we'd have to do is receive pleasure and give pleasure all day, which certainly can sound like a, a lovely experience for some people, but to me, it sounds really boring. <laughs> it sounds really boring. Um, sex is a beautiful, amazing, incredible opportunity for us to experience um, pleasure. But it is not the beginning or the end of the world. And it certainly is nothing to build an identity out of. And if you have found yourself building an identity out of your ability to entice and or give sex or pleasure, I strongly encourage you to um, talk to someone about it because it's really limiting and you deserve to have a lot more to your identity than that. There's more to life than um, making people feel good. And it's called love, my friends. Love is not sex. Love is the um, give and take of a relationship. Love is the decision to continue on in feeling pain for someone. Love is a platform of trust that has been worked through and examined extensively it's very beautiful and it exists as the engine of a vehicle 
You have to build it before you can even get to the point where you need motor oil. Your sex is the motor oil. And then you can start driving. But if you don't have a strong foundation of an engine, all you're doing is just dumping motor oil into nothing and causing a lot of damage and pollution. Sex is not love. Love is very different. And it uh, endures over the long haul. And it is committed and loyal and honest and communicative and decides every single day to continue on. That is what love is. And if you are really blessed in your life, love can serve as a north star and can guide you to a place of incredible peace and grace. And as my dad recently told me, forgiveness, which he said is for Spartans. It's not for the faint of heart. You have to really be a badass to be able to forgive because it fucking hurts. That's what love is. So if you have this notion that sex is love, my friends, I strongly encourage you to um, really seek some help because you may have been um, harmed in some capacity and or are not emotionally grounded or aware of your body. Let's keep going. So healthy sex should have boundaries. It should be exciting and fun. It should stop at any moment. It should involve communication. It should be candid and personal. It should protect the individuals it, in, it is involved with. It should be considered with deep intention, and it should stimulate all energy portals, crown, third eye, throat, heart, solar plexus, sacral, and root. Healthy sex should be aligned with a desire to give pleasure or a mutual understanding that only one is going to receive. Healthy sex should not be an act of impulsivity in obligation or a duty. It should not be forced or painful or violating or scary. It should not be introduced without conscious awareness. It should not be focused on relieving the self by using another person's body. And it should not be engaged in while under the influence unless the foundation is communicative, consensual, and strong. You're going to pick up on my gardeners in the background, which I apologize for. So in this space, what I want to identify for us is a recognition that we are learning to differentiate between behavior patterns and energy. This is super important in the context of self-control and being able to um, allow yourself the opportunity to avoid receiving harm and giving harm. Um, sex is a really vulnerable experience between 
two people. Uh, I only advocate for two people because I think life is way too complex if you add anything else to the pot. Um, I also have a sexuality that is monogamous. And that is uh, my preference and and really what I uh, feel to be most healthy and safe for not only myself but for children, which is really important that we include them in the recognition that they should never be in this realm, okay? So when we talk about sex, we're talking about it in a context that protects innocence and is really seeking to establish a boundary where innocence is never violated. This could range all the way up to 35, 40 years old. If there has never been a consenting desire to explore pleasure with a best friend, and or if that desire or consent um, was misconstrued and trust was lost, there is innocence happening here. And that innocence needs to be protected. That is really important for me to acknowledge, my friends. So when we plant new seeds with this new moon and we're, and we're being intentional about our sex and about our sexuality, I want us to come at it from a space where we are protecting the innocence of others and of ourselves, okay? That is healthy sex, because pleasure should be a natural introduction to healthy, consensual understanding of innocence. It should really be rooted in trust, and it should really be uh, given something that happens. It should be something that happens in time. It shouldn't be forced in any capacity, and it's worth waiting for. And it is most perfect when there is love at the core. Because that creates a safe space that can really repair any sort of um, harm or pain that could come forth on an emotional or spiritual level. When we have love, we make room for the motor oil and the engine, right? That's really ideal here. But if you have an agreement with someone and you just want to exchange um, root and sacral chakra energy because you are not satisfied with stimulating yourself, that's between you and that person. But I don't encourage it because you're leaving energetic residue in your, uh, in your energy field. And it can cause you a great deal of emotional and spiritual harm on top of physical. You know, STDs shouldn't be common. That should be rare. I know that there's this campaign in this movement that they are common. No, no. That's a reflection of a sociological shift that is looking toward baby boomer behavior in order to alleviate an emotional wound. That shouldn't be common. Those are very severe and can actually cause um, harm to the uterus, to the cervix, to the penis, to the testes, um, even the liver. And a sexually transmitted disease shouldn't be common, my friends. It should be something that we avoid at all costs. That all being established, I want to identify what sex feels like in the body and what that um, and how to navigate that. So sex is a physical response. 
And it can start um, in the sacral root chakra area and go into the solar plexus area. It can feel a little bit like nerves or butterflies or, oh my gosh, you know, I feel, I feel so much. You know, those lower parts of our body are really easily stimulated because they're overtaxed by our society. And they're actually utilized uh, quite easily by capitalism for marketing. So if you're, but there are far, there are other energetic portals which I, you know, I, I know I already explained that to you, but just don't limit yourself to this notion that, you know, the solar plexus and below is where it's at. No, my dear friends, that is myopic. If you want to have sex and you want to make it good, go all the way throughout every single energy field. That is sex. So if your body has a physical response to an individual, you should, um, first off, exercise self-control. Except that this is your body telling you that you have a desire, which could be the feeling of loneliness. Loneliness is an emotion, and it's connected to um, solar plexus, sacral root chakra energy. And it's the heart trying to let you know you want to be touched, and you need to be touched. But you have to be able to have self-control here and navigate whether or not you're ready to be touched and or if that touch is healthy. And this is where I want you to talk to a mental health professional. If your body has a physical response to an individual, you should examine this, this desire and talk openly about it with trustworthy friends. You should recognize that this desire is natural and healthy, and it's part of being a homo sapien mammal. This desire can often serve as a guide to helping you, helping you understand what is safe and healthy and what you like when it comes to your sexual expressions. This desire is um, often built around emotional and psychological conditioning, which is really important for you to understand so that you can avoid causing harm to self or others. You should recognize that desires are most healthy when redirected to self-reflection and self-awareness. This is where we want to separate impulsive behaviors and energy. And we want to acknowledge the self as a whole being, a multifaceted, multidimensional being, not just an energy field from the waist down. You should recognize, or, or I ask you to recognize that another person cannot relieve your pain or your desires, and that you will have to learn to do that entirely on your own at some point in your life. And if you don't do that, you cause harm. This is where things like personality disorders start to come into play. Codependency comes into play here. Emotional eating comes into play. Dependent personality disorder comes into play narcissistic personality disorder borderline personality disorder these really come into play in these self um, these um, lack of, of self-awareness with correlating desires and the choice to behave accordingly so if you have not had healthy sex you can you are allowed to do that I, you don't need my permission, okay? Your body is designed to experience and give pleasure. 
It's just a part of your natural makeup. It's a really special and really beautiful thing. If you don't know if you've had healthy sex, I want to give you some information. Um, but first, I want you to know that you can have healthy sex. And the way that you can start doing that is seek out treatment from an LCSW in your area. Really look to have a hard conversation with a mental health professional about your sexuality. It will keep you safe and it will help you recover from anything that may be hindering you from having healthy sex. Learn how to stimulate yourself and learn about your body. Fall in love with who you are. Walk around your house naked. Enjoy it. Buy yourself a new bra and panties. You know, if you are a gentleman listening, I don't know if you guys like yourselves in underwear. I don't know. But do whatever you need to do to feel proud of your body. You know, um, your body is a really beautiful, amazing thing. And pleasure doesn't just exist in the realm of sex. When you eat, you this is a pleasurable experience. There's something incredibly sensual about eating. There are so many other ways to understand sensuality and sexuality in the context of pleasure. I really challenge you to step out from this notion that pleasure is um, only meant for an exchange, um, a transaction. No, endure with it. You know, play with pleasure. Allow yourself to, you know, pour water on your body when you're in a bath. Feel that kind of pleasure. You know, massage is incredibly pleasurable. These are very pleasurable experiences. And pleasure is something that is natural and healthy. And it's really important for us to expand our construct of pleasure so that we don't just limit it to the body um, as far as a you know a sneeze or a handshake it's really a lot greater than that you know I mean I know it feels really good to sneeze but you know don't you want to experience the full capacity of a completely aligned and enlightened sexual experience that's really where pleasure lies and at the heart of sex magic and its ability to heal an individual when it is healthy um, is, is, is quite profound. And that's really God's ultimate desire for us. So, yes, stimulate yourself. Learn about your body. Fall in love with who you are. Take a bunch of naked selfies, for God's sake. You know, do whatever you need to do. Um, you know, life is a really beautiful, sensual experience if you allow it to be. And um, it gives permission for sex to be an ongoing energy when it is healthy. And it doesn't have to be limited. It gives room for forgiveness and compassion. It's tender and gentle. It's really cool. So if you don't know if you've had a healthy sex experience, I want you to start there. Next, I also want you to have hard conversations with individuals you feel safe with. Maybe you've not found the right person to have sex with. Maybe the people that you have in your life don't give you satisfaction the way that you long to have it. Maybe you are being myopic in your choices of, of sexual exchange. You know, it could be a number of things. But honestly, if you don't have um, an overwhelming sense of desire that brings you to your knees when you think about someone 
and it makes you want to be a better person and you're going to build an engine no matter what so that you can get to that motor oil point in your life and you can drive away into the sunset and have an abundance of love making sessions that last for hours and hours and hours on end that's so deliciously complex and beyond the physical realm, then don't waste your time. <laughs> don't. There's no point. Um be alone. Enjoy it. Enjoy being alone. It's a really special thing. I love being alone. Um, I can hear some of my friends really challenging me here, but <laughs> you know, some of us enjoy being alone a little bit too much. So, so I hear, according to the people who really love me. Um, be alone. Enjoy being alone. Create a really beautiful space for yourself. It's a nice thing. It's a special thing. Um, the next thing I want to add is just take that extended e break from shared stimulation if you don't know if you've had healthy sex so that you can identify um, any emotional or physical wound that may really be uh, limiting you in your capacity and your ability to experience the fullness of sex. I apologize for the background noise. I'm going to wait for it to pass and get a little drink of water. I apologize. The gardening happened for a lot longer than I had anticipated. So I took a little bit of a break, but we're going to pick up right where I left off and um, just kind of plug in the uh, extending, taking an extended break from shared stimulation. You know, that's really, I, I'm encouraging this because <clears throat> I, I really compare it to the hermit card in Tarot um, or Gandalf, right? Wisdom really comes when we have the capacity and the ability to be alone. And we really examine the self uh, from within in a very um, intentional way. Mammals are very funny in how we bond. We bond not just physically, we bond psychologically and emotionally. So when we are alone, we're giving ourselves permission to come back to our full selves. And I would really love for everyone to know who they are at the core of their being without having any sort of energy influencing that so that they can approach um, sex in a healthy way again. And if you think you've had a lot of healthy sex, um, I would encourage you to take some time off and be by yourself for a while, at least a year and a half. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I can hear people, what the hell? A year and a half? Yes, a year and a half, okay? It's okay. You're going to be fine. Wait for love, people. Wait for love. Make love to yourself in that time. Learn about your body. You know, get to know other people. There's something really sensual in that space. Yes, a year and a half. That's what I advocate in my practice with every single client that I uh, work on this stuff with. A year and a half, no sex. See how much you've come to depend on it to create an identity. And recognize that that's unhealthy and make a change.
Um, next, I want to identify for us the role that capitalism has played in sex. And so how capitalism has uh, misconstrued our understanding of sex has been really intentional and, um, and really um, psychologically programming. So through marketing, through advertising, through excessive stimulation in color and um, intentional psychological, psychological manipulation, Capitalism has separated innocence from wisdom through a forced psychological conditioning. Ideally, sex should be a journey that you come into naturally. It should never be forced. It should never be shamed. It should never be questioned. It should never be this thing where you wait um, until a ceremony occurs. Um, it should really be something that is an organic experience. That's what sex should be. And it should be um, really, really sweet and innocent. Um, it's it's, uh, it's precious at the heart of what it truly is. Sex is a really precious thing where innocence is grown into with another human being. Um, capitalism has created a physical response to the idea of satisfaction via product or delusional experience through advertisement and sociopolitical programming. So we now view sex as an exchange. I mean, this is really common too with apps. You know, sex is a commodity. It is um, a shopping spree. It is a yes, uh, a swipe to the left or a swipe to the right. And this is really minimizing the value of the human experience when they show up for sex as a whole person. And it's really minimizing the value of sex when it is used as a tool for healing. It's also really minimizing the value of protecting innocence of someone um, who you love, which is really beautiful thing to do. And it commodifies that and turns it into a place of profit and, um, and a uh, physical knee-jerk reaction, which is very myopic and um, really uh, misogynistic. There's no art to making love in that. It's just a sneeze. And humans deserve more respect than that. Capitalism has exploited innocence by invading space and causing psychological harm by not honoring the role that exploitation plays in manipulating individuals sexually. Capitalism, capitalism has commodified pleasure and uses it as an instrument in understanding the self via psychological manipulation and programming. You should not be looking to other people to figure out who you are. Sex is not an opportunity to find yourself. You need to find that out for yourself, given your life and your life experiences and what has kept you grounded. If you don't know who you are, I strongly encourage you to see a licensed clinical social worker in your community to help be a sounding board to you to identify that. Additionally, capitalism has separated masculine and feminine energy 
and created a, an inability to merge the two through a delusion of competition. Masculine and feminine energy are very important. We all have each of them. Some of us identify with one energy more than the other. Um, and it is important in our expressions of our sex to understand how that is, how it has influenced us and where we feel safe expressing ourselves sexually and how we feel safe expressing ourselves sexually. And every type of sex is welcome to the table, except if it is exploiting a human being in any capacity, you and that kind of sex is not welcome at this table ever. It is not. We don't exploit people. It's icky and it's wrong. And if you have caused harm in this realm and you are listening by chance, make m mend your ways. Say sorry. And if you have not apologized and tried to right your wrongs, then you're not welcome here. Abusing someone sexually is very violating and can cause an immense amount of damage that they cannot make sense of for many years. This is very important for us to recognize. Capitalism creates a delusion that that is okay and that we can use people for our own, for our own physical gain. That is not right, and that's not sex. That's money, and they're not the same. Lastly, I want to identify for you trust and how this is a guiding light and can really serve as a beacon in your understanding of sex and how to have healthy sex and how to be healthy in your sex and your sexuality. Whether you are non-sexual at this time or have had a lot of sex, it doesn't matter. Um, because of our culture and colonization, no one really has a perfect sex life, okay? A lot of us come to the table with sex scars and sex wounds and sex shame. Well, I want you to know that there is no shame in this conversation, okay? We're not shaming anybody for their sexual past or for their sexual future. We are allowing everyone to exist exactly as they are. And if, again, my clause, if you have exploited, you're not welcome here unless you've righted your wrongs and apologized. Apologized. And if you haven't done that, you're not welcome because that is a boundary. We're not exploiting because that's what causes shame. And that's what causes pain in this conversation. And it's not welcome here. And if that behavior pattern is something that has been engaged in, there needs to be an incredible amount of health and psychological or mental health and psychological support and treatment. And if you've not sought that, then you don't understand the depth of this dialogue and the tenderness involved in this conversation. And therefore, it's not a welcome behavior. That is my boundary. I'm not wavering it. Um, but everyone else, if you are just trying to be a healthy human being who wants to learn how to make love to someone, welcome to the damn table. Okay, pull up a damn seat and realize that nobody's got this shit figured out. But what I can help you here now is find some sort of groundedness and a way to navigate through the fucking bullshit. In the name of the Lord. Amen. Jesus Christ. So this is what trust is, okay? Um, trust is something that is developed over time. It's, uh, it's an indication that someone's character is consistent. They are who they are. That's how you know who they are, and that's how you can trust them. Trust takes time to develop, 
each person's life experience through their own lens um, allows them to learn and compromise and make sense of that shared dynamic according to that person's experience and ability to change their actions in order to promote peace between the dynamic, between the relationship, the tug and pull. Trust is an ongoing dynamic that ultimately cannot be broken because you know the person well enough to understand they're seeing you and loving you for who you truly are. Uh, Give yourself a good three to five years to journey alongside an individual before you deem them trustworthy. And when you have trust, that's going to give room for love. Anything else outside of that is pretty blurry. It's pretty blurry, my friends. So you really want to be rooted in trust. And you really want to acknowledge that that's something very special and important in um, creating a healing space for sex and sexuality. And, you know, I, I should say, I'm not saying that people that you've known for less than three years are not trustworthy people. What I am saying is, people that you've known for three years or less you don't really know you just don't know them people are really multifaceted it takes a really long time to know a human being it just is what it is it takes a long time that's all it means gives give people time to show their true colors and to show their cards it's important So I have some resources here for you, and then I'm going to talk about Kanye's new album. Um, If you're unsure about your sexuality, your sex, or trust, or if you've experienced unhealthy or scary sex, you're not alone. You have a right to your body and your consent, as well as your understanding of safe sexual, sexual experiences. So... Um, please access rain r-a-i-n-n.org if you feel as though you're you have been forced in any capacity also know that you can completely recover from that and you can uh, gain your power and your control back uh, you can access faithfully lgbt faithfully lgbt.com this is an lgbtqia plus community for members of um, who also identify as having a faith connected to um Jesus in some capacity. There's also the trevorproject.org. This is for listeners who may not be connected to a faith of some kind who identify um, as unsure and or curious about their sexuality in uh, the LGBTQIA plus community. And if you are a resident of Riverside, please access the Riverside Area Rape Crisis Clinic if you have felt violated or forced in any way and or are unsure as to what it means to have healthy sex. You can contact them at 951-686-7273. If you are an individual who is unsure about your sexuality or is experiencing confusion, please know that you can reach out to a licensed clinical social worker at any time and there are treatment options for you to recover and to heal. Okay, so for our new moon in Sagittarius, I want to talk briefly about Kanye West's new album, Jesus is Lord. If you have not been listening to this, or excuse me, Jesus is King, (laughs) sorry, Um, If you've not listened to this album, I really encourage you do it. There's some confusion and backlash surrounding his intentions. Um, From a mental health perspective, I think Kanye is really coming uh, 
I think he's ebbing between a major identity crisis that happened to him after the loss of his mother, which can happen to many of us. It's a major attachment. Um, so I don't know where he's at as far as his mental health and well-being, but this album, in my opinion, is actually quite beautiful. And I think it could serve as a resource to bringing uh, communities together. So please listen to it. Jesus is King by Kanye West. Um, Use This Gospel is my favorite track on the album, and it gets me really excited. I also really love his music video that he came out with for the song Follow God. Uh, please watch to the very end. Look it up on YouTube. It's such a wonderful, incredible song about loving your parents and respecting them, which is one of the things that I really advocate for. I love my parents very much and realize that um, no one is perfect. And so when we really come to the table trying to grow and trying to be the best versions of ourselves, let's give an homage to our parents and recognize that they did the best they could. Um, they really did. So, yeah, give me your feedback. Let me know what you think about Kanye's new album. Oh, also, I have a, a therapist phone number that I would like to give to you. It is 951-394-1510. Please contact me at any time if you have a question or want to leave a voicemail or um, feel the need to have a little bit of a dialogue. That is a number that you can access me at. I am here for you. And I'm really blessed to hold this space for us. Whatever feedback or um, curiosities you have regarding sex or sexuality, I hope to be a safe space for you in that. Know that if you are a virgin, that's a really special thing. No, you don't have to wait till marriage, but I definitely encourage you wait till you find a best friend that you know uh, through and through. Um, and allow yourself permission to explore that when you're ready. Uh, life is really a lot more than sex. And when you get your hormones under control, you can recognize that um, it's just motor oil <laughs> in the engine of a really beautiful opportunity to uh, travel and grow alongside someone. Um, for now, for my listeners who are quite young, and uh, or maybe even the ones who are my age and who are... Uh, who don't have not had sexual experiences, embrace it, wait to fall in love, um, know that it's really the best when you have true, uh, beautiful, amazing love that is uh, painful. <laughs> like my dad says, it's for the fucking Spartans, dude. That's what love is. You got to be a badass if you really want to know what love is because it's not easy. Okay, wait for that. So that way, when you have sex, um, you can really experience the fullness of what that looks like. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm blessed to have and hold this space. I will see you when we come full circle and we start navigating the um, upcoming winter weather. Many blessings to you. If you would like to engage the feminine dialogue, please feel free to send an email to Priscilla Hine, LCSW at gmail.com. Additionally, when you search for us on Apple Podcasts or share us with your friends, remind them and yourself to give us a five-star rating. <laughs>